the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. First and foremost, let's talk a little stock market, what we're seeing out there. Maybe a little bit of what you're seeing as well. Uh, it's end of the year. It's feeling good. I feel like I can rehash the speeches from a couple years ago, and wow, what do we do now? You stay diversified. You rebalance on occasion. Not all the time. I don't want you to get into that habit. But you appreciate what we have now, and you appreciate that you're fully in the market. I did an email exchange yesterday with a, someone that I spoke with as a group last week, but one of their employees in a satellite office in Colorado, and she's like, I'm afraid of a stock market crash. And I'm like, you're 20-something. Why are you afraid of a stock market crash? That should be the best day of your life. Think of it as a uh, big sale on things that you really want to own and, and accumulate. I'm stunned by how many people continue to watch financial media and think that it's applicable to them. That's like watching, you know national headlines on CNN, and very rarely is it applicable to you. Yes, there's terrible terrorism out there. Yes, there's horrible things that happen. Sharks eat people. But not every day, not every place you go, there's not a Sharknado pending, and yet that's the feeling that people have on Wall Street. They look at the financial media and they go, oh my gosh, it's all going to end badly. Because someone in media says it's all going to end badly, and so far in the last 100 years, the last time I checked, it hasn't all ended badly. The uh, down markets have been buying opportunities, basically every down market for the last 100 years. SP 500's up 7, the Dow's up 60, the NASDAQ up 27. You don't need an app to tell you that the markets are doing well. There's always, always fun things to look at. uh, Goldman Sachs, for instance, says that the S&P 500 could drop 10% next year. 
That's awesome. I would love a 10% drop in the markets. It's not going to feel good when it happens, and there's a pretty good chance that when it happens, I'm going to be on the air going, you know what? <laughs> the Oakland A's have just been eliminated from the playoffs. It's day two of national uh, Major League Baseball is, is kicking off. And yeah, you're going to get mad at me for being flip. I get it. So Goldman Sachs has released its top 10 market themes for 2014. It's calling for U.S. growth to accelerate 3%. Another solid year for equities. But inside that note, they said the market could drop 10% next year. But yet they're still calling for an up market, a solid year. Hmm. That's intriguing. What else are they calling for? Significant losses for gold. They think iron ore, gold, soybeans, and copper will drop 15% next year as commodities face increased downside risk even as economic growth in the U.S. accelerates. As economic growth accelerates in the United States, as the Fed starts to taper, as interest rates ultimately start going back to normalized levels, the gold plays over. So earlier this week we had a call on gold, and I want to reiterate, the gold plays over. Yes, if the market goes to hell in a handbasket, the gold plays not over. Hmm. What else do we need to talk about? Other big stories of note, Google has introduced a debit card. And now you're saying Google? You mean the search engine company? Google, you mean the eyeglasses company? Google, the debit card company? So far, I don't think they've really seriously gotten any traction in mobile payments. Some people would argue that anything's better than nothing, so there is some traction. They've been doing the smartphone app, Google Wallet, forever, it feels like. You link a bank account or credit card to it, it transfers money into a Google Wallet. Then you pay for stuff by waving your phone in front of a device that reads the wallet. That place is accept payment that way. But what if you want to pay for something that doesn't accept Google Wallet? What if you want to use an ATM? So Google bucked up and created an old-fashioned way to deal with this, a debit card. It's free for Google Wallet users, although it's only available in the United States. It's accepted at all places that accept MasterCard. No annual or monthly fees. Sort of defeats the purpose of using your smartphone as a wallet, but it also makes sense that Google would do this because it's a baby step. Who doesn't like baby steps? Have you ever seen a baby take its first steps? Is it not awesome? It's a baby step. Southwest Airlines. Woohoo! They're now offering Wi-Fi from takeoff to landing. So they are ready to allow passengers to use their portable devices from takeoff to landings. Most airlines do. Southwest taking it one step further, letting them connect to the plane's wireless internet service throughout the flight, even when the plane's on tarmac. So it looks like they're the only airline to offer gate-to-gate Wi-Fi. It relies on a satellite-based connectivity provided by Row 44. I know you're saying... Some are only switched on at 10,000 feet, like... United Delta, Alaskan American. I don't know. Something about that tells me, like, things are getting better in life. Maybe not a lot, but... I know you're saying you're defining better by being able to use your phone on a plane. 
it used to be one of like the best things in the world that she could actually unplug during a whole flight. Not check phones. Uh, and I know it's going to be pretty douchey when the guy in front of you starts breaking up with his girlfriend on a flight. Yes, I agree. I agree. So I will probably hate it at some point in time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 800- 516 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the stock market. We can talk about uh, jobless claims came in pretty good today. Retail sales had some hits and misses. Honestly, it's been had some hits and misses, right? Like when you take a look at some of the Abercrombies, the Targets, the Dollar Trees, they're not doing all that great. Tonight we get earnings from Gap Stores, Ross, Autodesk, and Intuit. I don't know about you, but if you've seen that Father's Day commercial for Ross, you basically pretty much still want to blow yourself up. Like, I don't believe in terrorism on a self-level, but if I have to watch that Ross commercial, we're getting my Ross. Daddy wants a tie for Father's Day. So says the mom. The little seven-year-old daughter goes, we're getting on your Ross. Yeah. Green Mountain Coffee, stocks to watch today. Pretty good profit. You know, I have a curry coffee machine. I don't drink a lot of coffee, but when I do, I want one fresh cup. I don't need a pot. Who makes pots of coffee anymore? Okay, I get it if you work in San Francisco. I get it if you work in the financial district. I get it if you want to go out in fr- to the cart in front of the building. But who makes cups of coffee? Or who makes pots of coffee? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. Talk to Joe Doe from TheStreet.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. McDonald's nationwide axing the McRib. Is that a story or is that just a simplification of a menu? And or both. Joining me now from the street, Joe Doe. Joe, how are you doing today? Great. How you been? I've been well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you are pushing out a piece right now um, at thestreet.com, thestreet.com, a uh, great financial website. Uh, you're tied towards it, obviously. Uh, Americans in portfolios. Tell us a little bit about some of the research that you've recently been calling as part of this piece. Right. Yeah, we put out a survey that showed what kind of struck me as an interesting weighting of people's portfolios. So we we polled more than a thousand people and found that uh, people are actually fairly well balanced uh, in their portfolios. I mean, there might be a little surprise. We saw people hold uh, more precious metals in their portfolios than what a lot of uh, portfolio managers and investment managers might suggest. 
but other than that, um, you know, it's preferred stocks. It's uh, international bonds, U.S. Treasuries. It, it's really all over the place. It's interesting that you, that you obviously did this poll. And one thing that you said that they're pretty well diversified. Does it shock you that they're diversified, or is that just years of financial education starting to hit home by large, by mid, by small, by international, by bonds, by income? Like, isn't that diatribe out there? Maybe it's sinking in. I guess I guess what it suggests is that people who do invest typically have done a little bit of their homework, right? Okay. So. People who are responding to a survey in which they ask, okay, you know, of the investments that you make, where do you invest? It it, it seems like they're they're pretty familiar with not only in investing but investing all you know in in all sorts of asset classes. Uh, in terms of, does it mean people are getting smarter? I I mean, I, I'm not sure if it suggests that, but it certainly does suggest for people who are familiar enough. Uh, or have their uh, so-called financial literacy. Um, it's more than just you know understanding what a bond is or understanding what uh, equity shares are. It's it's that they they understand how to at least put together uh, a, a an investment portfolio. So the precious metals that mm. takes me as a little bit of a surprise inside of your survey, Joe. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of precious metals. I think they're great when you've got a million dollars and you're looking for diversification. But gold doesn't exactly go out and get a new job. Gold doesn't earn more in a dividend. Gold is kind of a hedge to me. Always has been, always will be. I'm a little shocked that precious metals made it in. I think what you probably saw is... Um I mean, I, I cover precious metals very closely, and obviously 2013 has been a very bad year for the price of gold. Back in April, over the course of two days, we saw a drop of more than $150, right? It was a 13, more than a 13% drop over two trading days. It was a pretty big deal. But before that, before that, from the financial crisis up until a peak in September 2011, Gold had a tremendous run, and I think what happened was a lot of people during that run uh, jumped in and said, "Okay, I'm going to try to ride this as long as possible, make a little bit of make a little bit of, of return." At a time when many other asset classes were flat uh, to negative or just poor, generating uh, yield that really what didn't exist. And so, what this survey probably reflects is more the number of people who were investing in precious metals kind of in that run-up. I, I think you will see a number like that. I mean, we had, uh, it was 17.7%, right? So respondents said, you know, 17.7% uh, that they're invested in precious metals. Um, I, I think you'll see that number probably go down as we continue to see the big banks from Goldman Sachs to Bank of America to BNB Paribas. They're all downgrading prices and the price targets. Uh, people will catch on to that, and, and, and obviously with this year, it's been a very poor performer, so they pull their money out of precious metals, they rotate into something else. Obviously, stock's probably a big one. I mean, we're up over 25% on the S&P. So that's kind of the quick or long take on that. One of the areas, Joe, that I get a lot of financial questions on the radio show, television show, is, you know, income. But people are not very enamored with bonds because we keep hearing poor rates of returns, interest rate yields tied towards bonds. So I'm kind of happy to see preferred stocks made your list. Tell us a little bit more about preferred stocks and how they might fit into a portfolio. Right. I mean, instead of having the the common shares, so common shares is what most people are more familiar with, right? They uh, they, they go on to market and 
um, buy, you know, you buy a few common shares of uh, Apple or uh, Microsoft or whatever it is. But with the preferred shares, uh, you, you kind of sit higher in line, right? Um, so. Uh, the company, you know, and for example, uh, like if the company goes bankrupt or whatever, you you have your bondholders who are are first in line as creditors, and then you know your preferred shareholders are higher than your common share, you know, the common stock. Common stock typically um, in 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 more difficult times, not necessarily uh, a, a great place to to be holding uh, shares of a company. But yeah, I mean, preferred is like uh, essentially what you see uh, guys who are sitting on the board. You know, they're holding preferred stocks. It's um, uh, not, it, you know, it's a it's a pretty strong asset class to hold, especially if it's in a very good company. And finally, on your list that you know jumps out to me is the amount of people who are following the Federal Reserve and have yeah. opinions. And have opinions about the Federal Reserve and what direction they're leaning in or not leaning in. Does that strike you as odd? Because 20 years ago, we didn't even know who the Federal Reserve were. <laughs> well, uh, it, is it odd? I, I think um, when so many people realize that this economy, uh, is, the, the fluctuations from the market to treasuries to, to housing is it's it's just waiting on pins and needles every month for whatever the Federal Reserve says. I think people catch on, right? So they're watching rates um, for for reasons like in in housing, right? So they're watching rates because a lot of people are thinking, oh, do I want to get in right now and and buy a home when rates are still low before they start to taper, which suggests that, you know, that rates are going to rise. but you know when when the Fed pretty much you know dictates the the policies that the the market follow, uh, uh, people have caught on. I, I was surprised too to to see so many people. I mean, the survey found that most people believe we won't ex- we won't see a rise in the federal funds rate until 2014 or after. Uh, you know, and the majority of central bankers right now who vote on the policy making meetings are expecting 2015, right? So people have been following these statements uh, from the Fed. Very very closely. So, Joe Doe, you're with TheStreet.com. Anything else in this article, in this survey that we need to know about? Well, uh, I, I was I was going to point out the you know the 72 percent who don't expect the Federal Reserve to begin raising rates, but uh, by you know I think we, we touched on that pretty well, and uh, we should see a little more in December. Thanks very much. It's Joe Doe from TheStreet.com. Joe Doe from TheStreet.com. You can find them at deaux.com. The Street does a wonderful job of fun- providing financial media content to chew on to think about. You know, 52% think precious metals provide income, even though they don't. Precious metals very rarely, maybe the miners do, but you get the idea. It's a good survey to look at, especially seeing how many people have opinions leaning one way or the other. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
television keeps changing and updating. HBO Go just landed on Google Chromecast. Google, Google, Chromecast, Google. I spat that one. Google. Google has just announced that HBO Go is available on Chromecast. What's interesting to note about that is more and more content getting onto more and more Android-powered devices or Apple-powered devices is a good thing, I think. Apple TV, Roku, letting users stream content from YouTube, Netflix, Pandora, and more onto the HDTVs from any device. It looks a bit like a USB dongle. It functions similar to AirPlay. In Apple devices, it lets users control the TV from multiple devices. It's a positive. It's a positive. So, uh, Game of Thrones, don't drink the wine. Don't drink the wine. Little dude, don't drink the wine. I know you're saying, are you spoiling something? <laughs> of course not. They all die. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We could talk about the Senate banking panel. Just to prove Janet Yellen by a vote of 14 to 8. Next step, a full Senate. Hmm. Ooh. Let the dogs out. No. No, no, no. Fortune's businessman of the year, Tesla's Elon Musk. Interesting. Not fascinating, but interesting. I personally think that in hindsight and down the road, we're going to look at Elon Musk as he came up with some pretty powerful ideas. And a lot of those powerful ideas came to fruition. Got to give some credit for that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. The SP 500's up 10, the Dow's up 74, the NASDAQ up 34. Let's welcome in certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner, which is different than a stockbroker, which is different than um, you know an investment advisor. It's different than a certified retirement specialist, which is a made-up title. The only title I care about is the CFP. Let's talk withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk pulling money out, withdrawal methods. Um, if you don't want to make a baby, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pulling money out of <laughs> retirement. Um, you've you got this nest egg. What's the concept that we need to know on how to pull money out so that the rate, we don't burn too much too fast? Well, the first idea is getting an, knowing whether or not you're, you're withdrawing too much. Right. If you're 50 years old and you're having to draw 4% of your portfolio to live and you think you can stay retired, you can't. You have potentially 50 years worth of inflation. So if you're drawing $50,000 a year now, in 18 to 20 years, you're going to have to live, draw $100,000 a year to live. And with muted returns in the, in the bond side, with very low income on bonds, you're going to run into problems. So, you know, 65, if you can draw 4% of your portfolio to live, you're going to be okay. More than that, you're going to run into some problems, which means that means that you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation. How realistic is it that I never touch my principal and I just live off my dividends? If you can retire at 65 and, and comfortably have, you know, 2% of your portfolio to live, and then that starts the draw rate, so eventually you're going to have, you know, be pulling you know, all of your income. Yeah. So if you're only pulling 2 or 3%, that means the majority of your returns can be reinvested for future inflation. Um, and in the past, you could just, if you were that type of a wealthy person, you could just turn around and put all your money in treasuries. Now that's not the case. Treasuries are at a, a historical low in terms of yield. 
And so there's almost more risk there than having a mix of stocks and bonds. How often do you recommend people search for higher yield, knowing that they're going to compromise on credit quality and or compromise on uh, equity smoothness or, uh, what am I trying to say, principal risk? Well, what you look at is credit spreads. Okay. So the times where you're going to look at compromising or taking a little bit more risk and going for that higher yield. And an example of this is you look in March of 2009 where all bonds were thrown out with the stock market. I mean, the bond market got crushed for a short period of time. And the spreads between AAA rated debt and government debt versus high yield debt was at an all-time high. And within a year or two, you had you know 15 to 30% rates of return on high yield bond funds. Um, so when the credit spreads between high-quality bonds and high-yield bonds is at a historical high or higher than the 10-year average, that's when you move money into those categories. The problem is right now that I think a lot of people are moving into way too much into preferred stocks with financial companies. Um, they're moving into uh, high-dividend-paying stocks that are directly tied to interest rates, and they're searching for that yield to replace bonds and replacing it with very volatile assets. How about protection from inflation? You can truly never protect yourself from inflation, even with Treasury inflation protected securities, because different types of inflations occur. You know, tips only protect you against consumer inflation, sort of. Yeah, it's kind of the CPIU. CPI. Yeah. Whereas senior citizens, their inflation is more tied towards healthcare costs, which is higher than the CPI typically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five to six percent. So, can you truly protect yourself against inflation with your principal, or is that just a fantasy? In theory. Okay. You can by um, in terms of if you look at an overall bond portfolio, you typically want some corporate bonds, a mix of you know high quality and a, a mix of a little bit of high yield in there when you're retired. On the government bond side, you want basic government bonds, and those come in the forms of treasuries or tips, treasury inflation protected bonds, where the face value of the bond gets adjusted upward if there is inflation. Um, and uh, Ginny Mays, for example. But then of your bond portfolio, you want a good percentage of that, too, in foreign bonds. And this is something we talk about. Because if you're earning interest rate, if you're earning interest in other currencies' bonds, or other countries' bonds in their currency, and your dollar's falling, once you move that currency back into U.S. currency, you get that extra boost from the, the exchange rates. So by being with a good foreign bond manager, and they're focusing on countries that have an increasing currency versus the U.S. dollar, that's a, that's a hedge against inflation as well. And then investing also in things like you know energy stocks that pay a nice dividend. That's another way to do it. So in theory, you can. But we're, we're, we're coming into a time, Rob, where 10 years ago, nobody was investing in commodities. And the correlation was almost negative to the stock market. So you know if stocks were down, typically commodities would be up, kind of like with bonds. Now everything – real estate used to be that way as well. Now both real estate and commodities have gone closer to a correlation with the stock market. So really, to really hedge against the bad times, you still need that three years' worth of expenses and cash in retirement. Any final thoughts on taking capital gains as an investment strategy as far mm -hmm. as pulling down your uh, principal? Yeah, because what you have to do when you, uh, you know, five years prior to retirement, you need to look forward and say, how much am I going to have to draw from my portfolio every year? So here's my expenses. Maybe it's 100000 a year and you're getting fifty from Social Security and your pensions. You're going to have to draw fifty from your portfolio. That means you're going to have 150000 in cash. And that's where you're going to spend your money from. You're going to send your dividends and interest from your, your portfolio to your checking account, and you're going to spend some of your cash. And every quarter, you look at your portfolio. If you have an up quarter, you peel off enough of those gains uh, to replenish the cash. Does that mean you pay taxes? Yes. But would you rather pay taxes on gains or watch your gains disappear? We're talking withdrawal 
from your lump sum, from your pension, from your retirement plan, from your nest egg. I'm speaking with certified financial planner Chad Burton for more information about how to draw down your account. Find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So it's the holiday season, and I highly recommend you slow things down, try to get some perspective, listen to a little Charlie Brown, Lou, Lou, Lou in your head, have a bottle of wine, not by yourself, but with a friend, but come up with some really good ideas for how you're going to handle the stock market in 2014. I get inundated by people who are afraid and people are stupid and overly aggressive. It's a weird component to say that out loud that they go kind of hand in hand and yet they do. Someone asked me about an individual stock and I go, you know what, my opinion is you really shouldn't be buying you know, individual stocks. I think until you're wealthy, you should accumulate wealth through mutual funds and index funds, exchange-traded funds. I think that's the best way to do it. I think doing it through a tax-deferred, tax-advantaged plan like 401k, 403b, or 457 is the greatest way of doing it. So literally, at the beginning of this week, someone asked me about an individual stock, and I go, you know what? What you don't know can hurt you. I don't think you should go for individual stocks. I think you should diversify. I think you should have a plan. Two days later, he asked me about another individual stock. I mean, you're just stupid. You're just waiting to get hurt. And that's unfortunate. Amber Crumby and Fitch, what does that image make you think of? Skinny people. Good-looking skinny people, right? Like, man, I wish I was that young again. Now, Abercrombie and Fitch is going to offer plus sizes. What's that all about? That's not a good thing. If you've built your business offending chunky people, they're not going to support you. When suddenly you need more sales to get more inventory moving, they're not coming back. So Abercrombie and Fitch is a retailer to me. It's not dead, but it's going to be tough to gain traction going forward. There's been a company called Bibi, which made sizes 0 and 1 for women. When Skinny went out, their business went out, and it never came back. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You're Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't be shy. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. of financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. AM 1220 KDO. Hi, it's Rob Black. The year's winding down, and I'm doing two Black Wednesdays with a twist. One December 4th Wednesday at Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, and the other event at the Fault Line Brewery in Sunnyvale on Wednesday, December 11th. Both events start roughly at 3 and run to 5.30. 
The twist is it's also a charitable phone fund drive where if you want to donate an old or broken smartphone, bring it out. I'll collect it. I'll donate it to a nonprofit charity, and you get the tax write-off. Again, December 4th at Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, Faultline Brewery in Sunnyvale on December 11th. Bring a copy of your portfolio. Bring financial questions. I'm going to give you a good, honest second opinion, or I'll send you feedback for how you're doing at getting financially secure. If you can't make the event and still want to drop off an old or broken phone, email me, Rob at RobBlack.com, and I'll tell you how. Again, Black Wednesday get-togethers, December 4th at Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, and the other one, Faultline Brewery in Sunnyvale on December 11th, one week later. Both events are between 3 and 5.30. For more information, go to RobBlack.com. Hope to see you there. It's painful. It's stressful. It's the headache caused by being stuck in a... Not a big fan of games. Games without frontiers. Even less so. Jean Sans Frontier. Um, what do we have to talk about? How about the Umbrella Man? Should we talk the Umbrella Man? Who's the Umbrella Man? The man holding an umbrella on a sunny day in Dallas near the spot John F. Kennedy was shot. It's a short documentary directed by Errol Morris, narrated by private investigator Josiah Thompson. The six-minute video is a brilliant commentary on any situation that invites conspiracy theories. If you put any event under a microscope, you'll find a whole dimension of completely weird, incredible things going on. It's as if the macro level of historical research, where things sort of obey natural laws and usual things happen and usual things don't happen, and there's always that one thing that's just weird. The Umbrella Man. Louis Witt later told the House Select Committee on Assassinations was told was holding the umbrella as a visual protest to the policies of JFK's father, Joseph Kennedy. He was an ambassador to the UK. The umbrella that the man was holding looks weird in the video, and yet when you know that it's a reference to Neville Chamberlain, whose father was referenced with, it means it's really not that sinister. It's really just a protest. People can't think of things that are sinister. Well, they can think of things that are sinister when it doesn't make sense, but when it's question, you know, why would you have an umbrella on a sunny day? Go walk the streets of San Francisco today and tell me you don't find ten things that are just incredibly strange. That if a president were assassinated on that street, you'd be like, why are there all these people wearing medical masks? They do it every single day is the answer. Um... In San Francisco, you'd probably find, what, thousands in any one frame that was shot? Anyhow, and anyway, um, I bring that up because I don't look at Wall Street as all that sinister. I don't look at the conspiracy theory. I had a millennial ask me yesterday, or tell me, I'm keeping money in CDs because I think the market's going to crash. I'm like, okay, I get that. You're waiting for a market pullback, but a market crash... Yes, market crash. So you're keeping your money in CDs. What if the market doesn't crash? Well, I don't have that thought figured out. 
up 25 plus percent this year, up or up 150 percent the last four plus years. What was your plan there? I'm going to sit on the sidelines and just watch everyone else make money except for me. Anxiety is a, a killer on Wall Street. I hope in two places. I hope in church, and I hope on the football field. I don't fear. I don't get anxious. I don't hope on Wall Street. I just don't. It stuns me at how many people are willing to forget that the market's gone up historically for 100 plus years that we're hitting all-time highs. We're not hitting all-time lows. It stuns me that people think the market good is zero. It's sad. I mean, you realize how sad that is, right? What people are leaving on the table, what people are forgetting. This market has seen terrorism. It has seen a presence assassinated. Where there was an umbrella in the picture. And yes, it is weird. But it's easily explained away. So there's always a boogeyman out there. I don't like what I'm seeing from Target right now. I don't like what I'm seeing from Dollar Tree right now. That's very tough to reconcile the weak consumer. But yesterday we saw great retail numbers. But yet we're seeing weak retail numbers on the individual companies. Like, how do we reconcile that? Strength today in financials, healthcare, energy, technology, weakness in consumer staples, industrials, materials, utilities. You know one thing I hate about Target? Is they sell food. I think Americans are getting smarter about their food, and we want fresh. Now, some of us will be like, you know what, I'm going to drink a power shake in the morning. And you know what, there's ten different power shake makers, so I'm just going to wait to buy the power shakes on sale. Because someone's going to offer it on sale. Right? On any given day, you can walk into a Safeway and see Slim Fast or Muscle Milk or Atkins shakes. You can see them on sale. And people are like, I'll just throw those in my car, I'll throw those in my garage, I'll throw those in my cupboards. I don't think food's a great business to be buying into as a stock investor. Today we're seeing treasury yields on the rise. What does that mean? Like, no, treasure yields on the rise. Wait, wait, does that mean the economy's getting better? Kind of does. First time unemployment claims, i.e., where people march their butts down to the unemployment office after they've been let go. Still at pretty low levels. 320,000, roughly. That's positive, not negative. We automatically create X amount of jobs just from people flowing in this country. S&P 500's up 10, the Dow's up 74, the Nasdaq's up 34. Janet Yellen clears the Senate hurdle. She's going to become the next Fed chair. I find her strangely sexy. And I know you're saying, okay, I'm going to go Google Janet Yellen, and she better be hot. She better be approaching uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt level. Oh, she's not. She looks like your grandmother. Or maybe even your great-grandmother. But I love the idea of a Federal Reserve banker as a woman. I don't want this show to end. I never want it to end. I want to keep talking. Please don't turn me off. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's $25 wine named the number one rosé in the world. As if 
Life isn't perfect enough. Now they got the number one rosé. Uh, back to the drawing board from me. It's Rob Black. Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Who are the winners and losers on Wall Street? One thousand. The Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I don't know whether to start with a holiday story or to start with a loser of a story on Wall Street. I know you're saying, start with a loser, start with a loser, start with a loser. Stock funds are luring the most cash in 13 years. How, may you ask, is this a loser? I, my cash is lured every paycheck. I couldn't imagine anything but. Investors are pouring more money into stock mutual funds in the United States than they have in 13 years. Like, why is suddenly the market up at record highs the time to be buying? Like, I can tell you, I want to be buying, and I could go back to the John Hughes movies, where the frumpy girl comes down, and she's in total love with a guy, she's got a massive crush on her, on him. Well, boy, I just redefined some John Hughes movies, huh? Um, so she's got a massive crush on the guy, and the guy totally loves the cheerleader who's stuck up, and she's never going to pay attention to him. And then he does something heroic, and she falls in love with him, and then she breaks his heart, or he breaks her heart because he just isn't that into her. And then the next thing you know, the frumpy girl's all beautiful, and that's the one he takes to prom, and the cheerleader sees it, and she gets all angry and... Goofaws. The best time to be buying is the frumpy girl. If I can go back to high school, I would date a lot of frumpy girls. Who are going to become these beautiful swans that come down the staircases. And their dads are like, whoa, look at that. I didn't know my daughter could take off her glasses and pull down her hair and blow it out a little bit and look good. Right? So right now the market's beautiful. It is gorgeous. It is not the time to be going after it. Everyone knows that I was married once before and it was a disaster. She was beautiful. I got her into an adult magazine that starts with play and ends with boy. And it was a disaster. She peaked at that point in time. Like, instead of buying someone who was humble, I bought someone who was vain. Same thing with the stock market right now. The, the move on the market, you know, four and a half years ago when things were horrible, people were Pulling money out of the market at record levels. They're pouring money into fixed income. The timing of retail investors, it tends to be terrible. And it's kind of sad and it's kind of tragic. So, I don't like seeing this. Right now, I'd be going where other people aren't going. You know, in the last year, I've been telling you Europe. I'll tell you where I'm going in 2014 at my two Black Wednesday events coming up on the first two Wednesdays of December. It's my last two Black Wednesday events of the year. It's a chance to come out and have a beer, literally, with me. Please leave your weapons at home. Please leave your cold viruses at home, otherwise we're a bubble. But I'm doing two events raising some money for charity. Not money, old cell phones. I'm not asking you for money. I'm asking you to go through your drawer and find some old cell phones. And I don't care if it's the, the flip phone or the camp, clam phone that you're embarrassed by. Do you remember the danger phones? 
There used to be a company called Danger, D-A-N-G-E-R. Microsoft bought them, which tells you how bad they were. But um, they had this great, great screen and great interface. And Long story short, they didn't make it. But if you have one of those, I'd love it. I've got a Danger t-shirt, surprisingly. I know you're saying, you're a cool dude. I want to come drink beer with you on Black Wednesday. I seriously hope that people do. Otherwise, I'm just going to crawl in a hole and die. Oh. Um, what do we need to talk about? I think there's some things. Let's pour on the holiday music real quick, because I have a holiday story that's going to warm your heart. It's holiday season. You should be thinking about friends and family and loved ones. McDonald's will not be selling the McRib nationally this holiday season. This is your holiday story to go with the holiday music. They're trying to simplify their menu. They introduced Mighty Wings this year in the McRap, and they can't support the McRib anymore. Some franchisees will decide whether or not to sell the popular pork sandwich, which if you've never seen a hog farm, you will never, ever eat pork again. In fact, if you ever want to just give up meat, go to a farm. So the franchisees are going to decide whether or not to pull the popular pork sandwich. But there's actually a McRib locator. And I know this this is the magic of Christmas. It's the magic of Christmas. The McRib locator. You could actually go to a website called MacRibLocator.com. And there's an app for it as well. And it will tell you the, the places where you can get your McRib. I know you're saying, uh, really? The hamburger was just spotted at 730 Stanyon Street. Get in a McRib sandwich in San Francisco. There's other locations. Marysville, California, which I may or may not drive all the way to Marysville to get a McRib sandwich. I probably won't. In Fresno, California, you can still get a McRib sandwich. That's your holiday story to warm your heart. So this Thanksgiving, instead of going out and supporting our economy on Black Thursday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which again, for the record, I do not support Christmas for more than three people. I think your holiday gift should be limited to three or less. Tribune and our other holiday story to celebrate and love. And the only person I really hope to get fired out of the Tribune is David Lazarus, who I find just to be the biggest, uh, how shall we say, man, uh, how shall we say, I say this, man without hormone? No, 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 no. How do I say this? Mm, gentrified person on the planet. He's the worst business reporter I've ever met in my life. And I've met many business reporters in my life. And I think David Lazarus, who used to be with the Chronicle, but got run out of town because they got no money. So he goes to the L.A. Times, and L.A. Times today said that they're cutting 6% of their workforce. And I just pray. I get on my knees, and I pray that he's one of the ones that goes. I know you're saying, you're mean. At this holiday season, you want him to go down? Yes. But then again, on this holiday season, I want you to also go out and support McRib and get a, a McRib at closest to you. Or I want you to go to a farm and give up pork forever, one or the other. Target had a pretty horrible quarter. Um, and that's confusing because they're one of those guys that is a discounter, and they should be doing better. 
But the Social Security payroll tax seems to be just choking them. They've got trendier clothes. They've got home decor. All in the same roof as toothpaste and cereal. Just not running too smoothly right now. Evil Rob Black says, just not going so good. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's got the number one rosé in the world, according to Wine Spectator's Top 100 Wines. Now, this is a number one rosé. Who drinks rosé? David Lazarus does from the LA Times. Golden Sachs predicts significant losses for gold in 2014. Go ahead, people. Buy your Glenn Beck gold coins. Go ahead. Let the financial Darwinism get you. And into the wood chipper you go. Buy your gold. Be that person. And maybe we'll read an article by David Lazarus. You ever wonder why so many people think that so many people don't understand why they don't think about so many people? Like, his columns go in circles of stupidity. I know, you're saying that's fascinating. I'm going to read one. Rob Black, your money, I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, I'm here to debunk a myth or two in my lifetime. Facebook CEO Cheryl Sandberg says she's caused a run of detergent by pitching laundry as foreplay for married couples. She's big in the corporate leadership. She's the COO of Facebook. She is the controlling force over the wild man, Mark Zuckerberg, who has a prenup that says that he has to have sex with his wife at least once a week. What's up with all these tech people and sex and their advice on it? So she's on stage at the Salesforce.com's Dreamforce conference this week, yesterday. And she said, data shows that when men are more active partners in their marriages, their wives are happier. Happier couples have more sex. I've been telling men all over the world, if you want to have more sex with your life, don't buy flowers, buy laundry detergent and do it. A friend of mine told me that she asked her husband to do a load of laundry. He turned around and asked her, is this Cheryl Sandberg laundry? Laundry? Is this foreplay? Like, is men doing laundry now foreplay? But we need to know, like, is this Cheryl Sandberg telling us to do this or is this men doing it just because we believe in keeping up the household? I tend not to like corporate leadership. It gets a little bit too, how shall we say, uh, sticky. Okay, we get it. You're a smart woman in the corporate world. We don't really need you telling us how to run our households, male and females. I get that you're smart. I get it. I get Marissa Mayer. I get it. I get it. I don't need to hear everything. And by the way, Marissa Mayer, I still am waiting for my Christmas invitation. Christmas party. Party at Marissa's. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. She has an ice rink made at her Christmas party every year. I need, I need, I need to go. SP 500 is up 10,000, up 74, the NASDAQ up 34. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talking a little real estate. 
recently we've seen real estate go through kind of a roller coaster action of way, 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 way up, way, way, way down, and where we go from here based on lower interest rates and you know, supply and demand issues and how many people move into the country, don't, home builders building, not building. There's a lot to think about. Basic thoughts, concepts on real estate. Well, I mean, I love it as an asset class okay. if it's done the right way. I mean, you you, you accumulate assets um, kind of as you grow up financially. And when you look to start getting into real estate, because real estate is leveraging, so it has a bit more risk. It's, a, it's an asset that's not as easy to sell as a stock or a bond or a mutual fund. So you have to be financially prepared to do it. So if you're going to get into real estate, I think it's great when you get into positive cash flow properties, but you have to take a couple of steps, and that's making sure you have your emergency reserves. Yep. You make sure that you're able to max out your 401k and fund a Roth IRA if those options are available to you. But in addition to that, you have to make sure that before you get into real estate, you save up at least a year's worth of your income in taxable accounts, in just your brokerage accounts, whether it's index funds, mutual funds, individual stocks, if that's what your game is, so that you have an asset base to fund a bad case scenario in real estate. Because you need to put a certain amount down. I like people, when they, if they can put 20 30% down on a 30-year loan, get a rental property, and still have positive cash flow, and that means you know having a good property manager. I think it's key if you're a busy person that's working or has a business. Have a good property manager. But if you can sell it with positive cash flow, it's a great asset that somebody else is paying off for you. That's how real estate can keep up with stocks in the long run is because of the leveraging. On its own, the prices it won't. But with positive cash flow and the leverage of a loan, it can be a very, very good asset in the long run. Um, I, hate, I don't like the condo thing. I mean, gosh, because you never really own it. You have assessment fees. Um, it's always a cash outflow rather than something that's eventually paid off and positive income by the time you get to retirement. Um, the problem that, you know, the big mistake people used to make is they think, oh, I'll invest in real estate and I'll write off that loss against my ordinary income. Well, once you make over a certain amount, you can't even take that loss. It's it's suspended until you eventually sell the property and then all it does is offset your gains. So higher income earners don't get as much current tax break from the rental properties. And back to your comment on condos and townhouses, homeowners association fees typically go up, not every year, but typically go up on a regular basis. So the cost of that property always is going up on you. And I don't like townhouses or condos because you're living right next to someone. No, and you buy in and you check for, well, are there potential assessment fees? But in a couple of years, you know, they may want to repaint the condo, a color you might not vote for. Uh, they might have to do a roof, you know, the there's all sorts of things that can happen that you're not in control of. And what if you don't like your neighbors that move in right on your same wall? Yeah. Or you're, it's, they're really you know, loud. They're really smelly. They've got a dog that barks all night long. If if you're miserable in it, too, you have a, such a small audience to resell to yeah. in terms of older people or younger people just starting out. That middle family that has two or three kids is not going to buy. So I tend to like single-family homes, mm-hmm. much like you're saying. You know, Again, we're not against townhouses and condos. We just think... You can help yourself by avoiding them as, quote, unquote, an investment. Um, if, now, if, again, it's a luxury market like San Francisco or Honolulu, condos and townhouses are totally acceptable if it's that. But if it's Stockton or Sacramento, I would avoid. Yeah. So go for the single-family homes. Now, the single-family homes, the number one thing that I think drives single-family homes in the Bay Area, in most areas around the country, is um, school systems, school districts. Right. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm a Northwest investor. I mean, you can be a successful Bay Area investor if you have a lot more money to do it with. If you're doing higher-end single-family rental properties, but you're typically paying well over 700000 to get those types of good homes to get the good renters. Yep. So you can do the same type of a thing in the Northwest 
but you know i i know that area well and i'm there all the time so to me that's not an issue if you're going to look outside of the california to do it um, then you need to make sure you have people you know in that area or you know that area really well. Otherwise, yeah. don't. A lot of people in California bought in Phoenix and bought in Vegas because it was the only thing they could afford, or they bought in Stockton or Sacramento because it was the only thing they could afford, and it was a huge mistake. Um, those were you know, amateur rookie mistakes, per se. Um, I bought a house that is on a great street in a great school district, knowing that some woman, some wife will eventually go, Honey, I want our kids to live on this street and go to this school. It's the best school in the area. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking of who's going to buy my house. Not, will I enjoy it or not? Of course I'll enjoy it. But I'm always thinking about, is it resellable? And, yeah. Yeah, you look for nice single-family homes on a cul-de-sac with good school districts. That's beautiful. Sidewalks. good stuff. College maybe nearby. College is nearby. Hospitals nearby. Always important. Because you always have people who want to be close to work. Yep. And especially now with all of the changes with the Affordable Care Act and everything else, if you're investing near hospitals, you should probably know the health of that hospital. Because, you know, the way that the hospitals are being run is different. And you're seeing um, there there has been some areas even around uh, Southern California where the areas right around hospitals that could be going, you know, could be out of business, that those areas have been depressed pockets of real estate right around that hospital. It is discouraging to think about hospitals going out out of business. Like that's one industry that always seems to thrive and should be thriving, and yet, you're right, it is a business model. Yeah. Tim, yeah. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up. A couple Black Wednesdays. You'll hear the commercials for them. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW, a lot cheaper than a payday advance. Use it only as long as you need. When you finance lender law license number 603 Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I feel like I need a break from the holiday season. It seems like I'm cooking pies all the time. I need to go to the Four Seasons and sit by the pool with a manly drink and just uh, decompress a little bit. Are you with me? Are you against me? Ooh, that's a manly drink. Ooh, stop. Too much, too much, too much. It's going to spill. Okay, so the stories got me in a tizzy today. I've got about ten of them. Americans who owe more on their mortgages than their homes fell. So Americans recover in equity. Now, here's the the downside about that is people tend to like look at their house as a piggy bank. It's not. It's a place to live. It's not a piggy bank. So the percentage of homes mortgages that had negative equity dropped from 23.8% down to 21%. That's good news. But I fear people that they're going to go out and like go, hmm, I'm going to go get something that has no value, that holds no value over the long term. That doesn't retain any value. It's like spent and gone. Next big story that's got me in a tizzy today. Stock funds lure most cash in 13 years as market rallies. People are pouring money in the stock market. Just like five years ago, they were pouring money out of the stock market. They sold low. They're buying high. Into the Darwinian wood chipper you go. 
fortune. Business person of the year, Elon Musk. Feels a little tired to me. We kind of been there, done that, right? <clears throat> Hopefully, get what I'm trying to say with that, and don't get mad at me. GM shares poop on Treasury plan to exit ownership. Poop? No, 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 no. Typo. Pop. GM shares pop. General Motors, their cars, they can't poop. Y'all poop. General Motors shares up three percent after the Treasury announced its intents to sell thirty-one point one million shares. This is controversial. Controversy. Don't you love it? Um, General Motors. Will they or won't they ultimately make money? The move means General Motors will have the federal government exit as a major shareholder. It means that the government will lose about $11.4 billion from the whole deal. And when I say the government, I mean you, right? You know that I get the, it's taxpayers that lost money. Now, $11 billion here, $11 billion there. What's it mean to you and me? Probably not that much. Well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Should the government have bailed them out? Say, what, 40,000 $40, jobs? Let's say there's roughly $50,000 a year. You do the math. Over the long term, was it good? Was it bad? Should we have let them fail? And then we'll all be driving Toyotas one day? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to have that opinion. My opinion is on much more important things. Like Amber Crummy and Fitch selling plus sizes. Don't do it. Don't do it. You've made a whole career out of selling to skinny, good-looking people. Why sell out now? I don't go into your stores to buy clothes. I go into your stores to look at young, skinny people. Yes, that's a creepy statement to say out loud, but it's true. I don't look at your magazines or your catalogs because I want to see chunky old people with pasty skin. No, 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 no. Abercrombie and Fitch don't sell out. You're a loser if you do it. Target in the news today. Profits and margins shrink. I don't get it. Like yesterday we saw the macro retail sales, a great number, quadrupling expectations. Today we're seeing retailer after retailer showing us weakness, whether it be Jacques Pony, famous French retailer, Sears, Target, Abercrombie. We're seeing a lot of misses in retail. Dollar store? Not the dollar store. Yeah, the dollar store. Not the dollar store. Yeah. And then we get great news like HBO Go. HBO Go. HBO Go. It lands on Google's Chromecast. Google's Chromecast. Say that ten times fast. HBO Go lands on Google Chromecast. And that's that little dongle you plug in your HDTV, and you could watch anything from your phone or the Internet on your TV. And that's got cable companies scared. So the fact that HBO Go gets on to it, it should make you even more scared if you're a cable company. Other than the fact that you have to have a subscription to HBO to have HBO Go. But you get the idea. I'm so tired of hearing about Grattan Casino. Like, I will not go there until they stop running commercials. Are you with me? Because I don't want to lift up my hands as if the ceiling's not there. I don't want to do it. Or the ceiling can't hold us. Like, I'm not that tall. I'm tall. And I don't like seeing guys taller than me. It always freaks me out when I see a guy who's 6'5 or taller. I don't like it. Tech's hiring more men. No, tech's hiring more women than men for the first time in 10 years. But still, female employees hold just 31% of the jobs in the industry. 
Lebanon also continue to lag men in compensation. They get about 80 cents for every dollar that men earn. That's why women have to save more money than men. Investing is more of a woman's issue than a man's issue, in my opinion. I'm not saying it's not a man's issue. I'm saying it's more of a woman's issue. What you got for me today? Anything? Anything? Bueller? One in five U.S. flights were delayed or canceled this year. I heard a study that said basically in 10 years... I know you're saying, basically in 10 years what? Well, basically in 10 years, it'll be 10 years from now. Three out of four people make up 75% of people. Now, actually, I heard a study that said that in the next 10, 15, 20 years, all airports will eventually become like Thanksgiving. Like, we have to build more airports, which makes me think I should buy real estate near uncrowded airports. Like, one of the big airports that's up and coming is Portland. I love going to Portland Airport. Portland's one of those cities where way too many people, way too many people got tattoos. Way too many people have tattoos. So as a non-tattooed dude, I stand out like, wow, you've got a job. As a dude with 32 teeth, I'm like, I stand out as the dude with 32 teeth. A lot of missing teeth. A lot of tats in Portland. I know you're saying that's a massive generalization. No, no, no. Go to Portland Airport. You'll see some crazy stuff there. Anything you want to talk about we can talk about? Money, investing, and more? But, yeah, there is a theme. There is an investment theme, and I'm not making this up. Tied towards the concept of airports are growing. That's a good thing for real estate if you're close to an airport. I know, not in the line of an airport, but you can see that doing business near an airport is obviously a positive. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. If you want to give me feedback, you can drop an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Goldman Sachs predicts significant losses for gold in 2014. They also predict big losses for iron ore, soybeans, and copper. So that hard asset fund may not do you so good this next year. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, you are beautiful. Um, her and her husband score a big coup with the number one rosé in the world. Tribune's going to cut 700 jobs. Cypriot University. Okay, here's one. Cypriot University. And I know you're saying, is there any chance that's on the island of Cyprus? It actually is. With that said, um, congratulations for figuring that out. You might remember Cyprus had a, a run on the banks. Basically, Cyprus is an area where Russians launder money. Don't kill me, Russian mafia, for saying that out loud, but it's well known. So when their banks fail, mafia Russian people aren't too happy about it. And you're saying, man, you're getting into trouble with this one. But there's a, a university, Cyprus's biggest university. I know you're saying, who would send their kid to Cyprus University? Russian mafia. They're going to start accepting Bitcoin as a currency to pay for tuition. Uh, Bitcoin is kind of non-traceable. It's been heavily tied towards the drug world. Uh, Doesn't mean it's bad. Like, I'm leisure drugs, I'm fine with. I'm not making any passing judgment on. But the drug world, like cartel-type world, is where uh, Bitcoin's found a very strong niche as far as currency goes. 
800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The year 2013 is rapidly concluding. Google's going to offer a prepaid debit card. That's interesting. They've been trying to gain some traction in mobile payments, and this isn't exactly gaining traction in mobile payments. This is something kind of totally different, right? But at the same time, transactions are transactions. It's going to be no cost, no fee. Unlike that horrible Susie Orman debit card or the Justin Bieber debit card. Anyone who's got a celebrity debit card, go check your wallet right now. Go check your spouse's wallet. And if you find a celebrity debit card, um, you may need to dump that person. It's, it's seriously a sign that the relationship's just not going to go anywhere. Jennifer Lawrence, hospitalized with severe stomach pain. That's so sad. I don't know. Does, does severe stomach pain and celebrity hospitalization kind of send a bell off in your head? Like ding, 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 ding. She told David Letterman, I just had this really bad pain for like three weeks. You know, you could only poop your pants so many times before a day before you go to the emergency room. She thought she had an ulcer. Turns out it was not an ulcer. She went to the emergency room. I know you're saying, did she really say that on David Letterman? She did. It's Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Talk to all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Find me on YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. If you don't think there's a lot of content inside some of my stupid, crazy rants, you're missing the point. Take a point here. Be right back. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thank you so much for listening. I've had a blessed career. I appreciate everything that you've done for me in my career. I started off as an analyst, investment advisor. Started a company. Dealt with individuals. Kind of went a different direction. Got into media. Um, don't ever think that I don't appreciate what I have and I do the best I can to uh, give you a different angle as regularly as I can because I think you need to approach money differently and I think you need to approach it in a mature way I think you need to approach it in an honest way and sadly I don't think a lot of people do I think from what I see people are very static I see people who are afraid or greedy I see people getting way over their heads If you want to learn to pick stocks, become a certified financial analyst. Or go Google certified financial analyst and start studying to be a certified financial analyst. You don't even have to become one. Just start studying it. There's an online course that you can take for free that gives you some of the chapters in the test. It ain't easy. And then you're going to become a CFA and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say things like, well, I've only been here 30 years old, so you've only known a down market. You know, I got an email from someone who was under 30 this week who was like, is the market getting, I don't want the market to crash like it did last time. I'm like, yes, you do. You don't understand. Down is good. Orange is the new black. Down is good. I don't know. You with me against me. You have to pick a side. Green, Green Mountain Coffee shares surge higher. I love my Green Mountain coffee. My Keurig, after two years, broke. 
I ordered one within 10 minutes of diagnosing that it broke. Like, and then Starbucks came out with a Keurig copycat, but they put the water in the back so it's almost impossible to get to. Stupid. But yeah, can Starbucks dominate? Yes. And I think every one of us as investors should consider Starbucks. Because somehow they get away with charging ridiculous amounts of money for coffee. And until I figure out why, I'm an owner. Got an email from someone talking about my whole uh, rant on uh, men doing laundry and how Cheryl Sandberg's trying to sell that in a conversa- in her speeches. She gets paid a lot of money to give speeches. She, gets, she sells a lot of books. She gets a lot of fame. She's going to become CEO somewhere. I think her topic about men doing laundry should get more sex is just crazy. And that's how sad we've become as a nation that, like... What did she say? Let's publish it. Maybe that one shouldn't have been published. And again, I'm probably going to be kicked off Facebook. Zuckerberg's probably going to push me out today. I'm actually okay with that. Um, Goldman predicts significant losses for gold and iron ore in 2014. Gold, iron ore, soybeans, copper. That's not good. Commodities are tracked by the S&P TSCI index. Lost 5% this year. Corn lower. Supplies rose. They described the forecast for losses in iron ore, Gold, coin, soybeans, and copper is significant. And they think it's going to help weaken currencies in producing countries, including the Australian dollar and the South African rand. It's a pretty poignant piece. When you start seeing food costs go lower, and as an investor, you're like, oh, that's not good if I have a commodities fund. But wait, wait, if you're a human being and see food costs go lower, you're like, yay, people will be able to eat cheaper. I don't know. People who fight over laundry, <laughs> y'all are crazy in the first place. That's all I'm going to say. Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Xbox is coming out on Friday. If anyone wants to get me one, forget about it. I can't even get you to send in an old cell phone to donate to charity. You think I'm going to get to pull off a free Xbox for myself? Not going to happen. Not gone. Not gone. Gone. Then again, I can't justify spending $499 for an entertainment device. That next year will be $399. I personally like to troll Craigslist. I know you're saying, you troll Craigslist for chicks? No, no. I troll Craigslist for that kid who bought an Xbox. Is comes home and he plays it at mom and dad's house. His dad finds out about it and doesn't have his own apartment. Screams at his kid. And he sells it to me for, like, half price. I'm totally up for that. I know. Did you just say troll Craigslist? I did. I haven't heard a good, uh... I haven't heard a good bumper on me as far as a... Uh, shout-out to what I do for quite a while. Drop me an email if you love me. Rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I've got a big event coming up where I am asking for your old cell phones. I'm going to do two Black Wednesdays where I'm going to go over the top 10 investing trends for 2014. I'm going to hand it out. I'm going to answer your stock questions. I'm going to review portfolios. I'm doing them at two breweries. They're called Black Wednesdays. They're non-corporate events. No sales guy will be there. No radio people will be there. They're banned. I've got my super secret bug spray that keeps them away. Uh, So come on out. Doing one in Burlingame at the Steelhead. And doing one, I think, in uh, Menlo Park, Cupertino area. 
at a fault line brewery, which I'm excited by. I've never been. Um, I love a good brewery. I love a good local handcrafted beer. Um, I think it's something that America does well. Um, Honey-baked ham is another great American invention. If you've never done honey-baked ham, it's crazy overpriced. Crazy good. I don't know. I'll be back in 22 hours. In fact, I'm going to be sitting in for CFP Chad Burton on his show today, New Focus on Wealth. If you want to hear how the market ended and why. Talking investing, talking more, don't be shy. Find me on Internet, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Learn how to do this market better. You'll be better for it. Take a break here. We'll be back in 22 hours. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.